hi, sunset people. Or should I call you sunsetters? Sunsetties? I think it's time I find you a name. You know, like the Swifties for Taylor Swift. Or like the Avocados for Billie Eilish, for example. I think you deserve a name. Some of you have been listening to me for two years now. And I think you need to be addressed properly now. Maybe we should do a poll and see what you like. Right now, I'll just call you My Little Sunsets. Isn't it cute? All right, My Little Sunsets. Today, we have Julia Laws, a.k.a. Ronboy, on the show. I'm going to say it clearly. Ronboy is my favorite artist of the year. I gotta thank Attaboy, another one of my favorites, for the discovery. Because it was through them that I first heard of Ronboy. Her debut album, Pity to Love, just got out. She packed gold diggers for a release party. And now she's here on Hanging Out Sunset. Ronboy music is like a blanket. It's a perfect soundtrack when you need a little comfort in your life. And we all do right now, it seems. Not just because the weather is chilling, but, you know, for everything crazy that's happening in our world. Midterms are coming, and what I read in the news is not making me serene. It seems like MAGA people are everywhere those days, entering every branch of the government. Oh, hard to believe, hard to process. The war in Europe also is a good reason for not being so chilled right now either. A nuclear apocalypse on the horizon? Damn it, it is really a spooky season. I'm not going to list everything that makes me lose my mind at the moment. There's too many. But if you're like me and you need a safe space to release all that tension, I recommend you to listen to Ronboy. And not only her music is beautiful and haunting, but Julia is smart, accessible and just a great person in general. I had a great time talking to her about her musical journey, her musical approach, and life in general. Plus, last but not least, she gratified us with an absolute tear-jerking rendition of Your Way for Hanging Out Sunset TV. And if you haven't watched it yet, please go to our YouTube channel or on our Instagram or on our website, hangingoutsunset.com. Run Boy will be performing at Genghis Cohen on November 18th. Don't miss it. All right, let's do the show. All right, everybody, I'm Vincent Jacob, and this is my podcast, Hanging on Sunset, and today I have the immense pleasure to receive Julia Loves, a.k.a. Ronboy. Mm. That's right? Did yeah. I pronounce everything correctly? Ab- absolutely perfect. <laughs> <laughs> First, how are you? I'm well. I love this weather. <sighs> I can't, like, finally gray in Los Angeles. After the heat wave we, we got? I know. It was A, a bit of fall? Yeah. All we need is like uh, the leaves to turn a little more. It'll like, never happen. No, it's California, it's LA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's giving me a good memory of home. So. And home for you is 
Fidalgo Island. Yeah. It's in the Washington State. Yeah. About an hour from Seattle, right? North of. Yep. Exactly. Oh, very good. So I was curious because I and I checked, I googled it, and I was like, "Is that really an island?" <laughs> it's everyone that goes there doesn't doesn't quite realize it is. It's connected to the mainland by a bridge. Uh huh. Yes. So they're like, but it, to- it absolutely is. There's a waterway. It's proven. <laughs> uh, okay, so it is an island. Yep, it is. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, before we get into that and your childhood and everything, I want to know everything. Um, <laughs> I have I have a question for you. Are you excited with this new record coming? I oh, guess you are. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, so it came out September 30th, just uh-huh. a few weeks ago, and it's yeah, you know, all this hard work that you put into this one body of work to then see living and how people accept it or don't <laughs> but it's really yeah it's amazing to finally have it out i feel feel PD, really good about PD it pd to love that's the name of the record PD to love. I engage everybody who's listening to this to go and check it out thank you <laughs> no it's an amazing record i had like a, a crush on it <laughs> when i first listened to it uh, and i've been uh, listening to it again and again so thank you i encourage everybody to do the same All right, so let's go back to uh, Washington State, and uh, I think you moved out there when you were about 12, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But that's where you grew up, basically. Yeah, I yeah I I did I was born somewhere else. I was born in northern Idaho, in this uh-huh. town called Sandpoint. It's really beautiful. Um, but all of my growing up memories really are Washington. I don't know why I kind of blocked out those 12 years. What happened there? I don't know, nothing bad. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely it, nothing bad. Is it's it so northern beautiful. Idaho so bad? <laughs> yeah, not at all. It's, it's about as close to Canada as Anacortes, Fidalgo Island oh. is close to. Just, okay. you know, different states. But no, it's lovely there. I have um, a few sisters and one of them still lives there. So oh, okay. So all, you, it's all good. It's no bad You have to go blood. back there too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And so so how, what, what was it so magical about the Fidalgo Island that uh, you remember it so, you know, you, you had a great childhood? Yeah, oh, <laughs> sure. I mean, I think I had a moody childhood. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Well, you know, Fidalgo Island is very, I mean, the Pacific Northwest in general is really dark and weathery uh-huh. and especially when you get Seattle and north of there I mean it's a beautiful so green there's mm-hmm. just not many places like it um, but you know it is it's gray all the time it's raining all the time and then you're surrounded by water and uh-huh. so it's kind of this the world is just so much bigger than you at all times so at least for me growing up I was always really introspective and thinking about <laughs> So like, why you, am I? Why am I here? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I, I always heard this, but uh, you're going to tell me. Do you have? Do you think there's a different mentality when you live on an island? I guess <laughs> it, it is so hard because, again, we were connected to the mainland. Uh huh. But yeah, it's a different. You know. You know everybody. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's a small. How town. big it is? Um, God, I don't know what it is now, but I mean, my graduating class of high school was under 200 people. Okay. So you definitely... And that's the whole high school? Of that the... was like, so we had four years Okay. in high school. So I think it was probably around 800 people in the high school total. Not tiny, but it's, it's small. You know everyone. And did you start like playing music uh, over there? Yeah, I, you know, my family put me in lessons um, when I lived in Idaho for a summer and... Uh, then it was kind of I kind of trailed off and again I'm the youngest of three sisters and one of my sisters was really taking a lot of lessons doing everything they were letting her kind of go down that path 
And so I stopped. And once we moved to Washington, um, I actually had a really hard time when I first moved there. And I would get home from school and just sit down at my parents' piano and play for hours, kind of processing oh. what it was to move at that age. And my school wasn't great. So I really, at 12, is really when I started and that's... diving super deep in. And there was someone, a musician in town, and my parents knew his parents, and he's a few years older than I am. and. He, you know, taught me how to use GarageBand, and I was using my <laughs> Apple headphones to record my voice, and and it was, yeah, the rest is history. I kind of self-taught. So you, you start playing music and writing songs as an outlet for that moodiness yeah, that you were yeah, exactly. talking about. It's funny because, I don't know if it's funny, but when I listened to your record, that's the first feeling I got from it. Like yeah. Moody, <laughs> yeah. atmospheric. Mm-hmm dark but not overwhelming dark you know what i mean it's like a blanket mm. oh good <laughs> of yeah. warmth it's like you want to hear that record during the winter by the fire mm. <laughs> yes yeah. that was my feeling it's like a positive process yes of, exactly <laughs> <of> that darkness <laughs> but yeah and then once i moved to california it is so interesting I, once i moved i realized Oh my, I'm a lot happier of a person than I thought I was <laughs> just because of the weather change. And I know, it's I know. the Pacific Northwest, gorgeous. Move there, visit there. But wow, the gray days, I was not realizing how much it took an effect on me. So now I get to put that moodiness onto my music and uh -huh. give me three more days of this gloomy weather and I'll be sad. But for now, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it makes sense because. Uh, Grunge happened there. Totally. For a reason, yeah. I guess. Yes. Yeah. It fits with the scenery. Definitely. I, I did a, one uh, like road trip once where I started from LA and drove along the PCH and went to uh, Portland and then Seattle and then I went there. to the place where they shot Twin Peaks. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> oh, okay. he's wearing the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan. And um, no, I loved it and yeah. it reminded me of where I'm from, mm -hmm. Dijon, mm -hmm. <laughs> Dijon France. And because uh, we have like seasons over there, you know. Really? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not And it's sometimes not Los here, it feels like a time bubble because mm -hmm. the weather is just the same mm -hmm. all the time almost right now it's a little more gloomy and it's good it's very good <laughs> but i think it affects also the the passing of time the the way you you feel it i don't know where i'm going with this time passes <laughs> a lot faster in los angeles yes or yeah. you get lost in it maybe so yeah, maybe, more i don't know when did you move uh, here um about nine years ago nine years ago so oh. i moved to well i guess 10 years ago i moved to san diego oh and i lived there for maybe just over a year and then nice and but that was to pursue music right that's what yeah what? yeah no i <laughs> i think i that was my <laughs> rebellious year of deciding I wanted to be a professional surfer and like be in the art scene oh. in San Diego. I had never spent time in San Diego. I think I read that somewhere that <laughs> one of your first great memory of the world out there uh -huh. was with your dad like on a surf trip. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's something that's in your life too? Yeah, surfing? He, he moved, well he grew up in Southern California. Both my parents did actually. Oh, okay. And I'd only ever lived up north and always wanted to see what it was like and I mean, he gave me his surfboard when I when we moved to Washington when I was 12, so I always had it in my room. And then when I decided to move to California, it was just natural that he... So we did the same drive as you did 
of the PCA uh-huh. Channel 5. We did it all in one drive. We didn't stop. Oh, it's, my god! I think it's just under 24 hours. Wow. <laughs> it was... <laughs> Yeah, it was brutal, but I'm glad we did it. <laughs> um, and then he moved me down, and the first thing we did, I couldn't move in for two days, and we went and bought a bodysuit and or a wetsuit and um, rented a board, and he like taught me how to surf and stuff like that. Do you so. still surf? No, I had an accident. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, oh. I had a like a I had a pretty bad accident. I dislocated my shoulder in the Oof. water. Had surgery. Ooh. I tore my labrum, which is, you know, the ligament that kind of connects your arm to your shoulder, 270 degrees. Oh, my gosh. So I've been in the water since and kind of sat there realizing, yeah. like, I don't think this is for me anymore. You got PTSD. Yeah, exactly. And also, I mean, that was right around the same time that I realized, you know, if I want to be doing music seriously, which I really did. As soon as I got there, I was like, I should move to Los Angeles. So <laughs> once I... once. I was like recovering from my surgery. It was heavy towards LA. Mm. So yeah, I, I think I read somewhere also that uh, you realized you were in the wrong city. Yeah, when you were in San Diego. Yeah, and no offense <laughs> to San Diego, I love it. <laughs> you yeah. know. No, of course. It's uh, a great it just city. wasn't right for me, and at the time, and I love going to visit, but it is a, a different music scene. But it's where I learned stamina. For <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I was playing at farmers markets for wow. four or five hours and. So you paid your dues. Yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> Vocal modules, you know, we, we got the whole thing. So, um, no, I'm really thankful for that time. And sometimes I think you have to, you have to discover uh-huh. the wrong yeah. path. Or maybe not the wrong path, but the path that you don't land up on, you know. To, who knows, maybe you would be torn between the professional professional surf career and the yeah. singing career right <laughs> and now, I never so. had an accident you know <laughs> make my dad proud for sure <laughs> um, yeah while I was there I was um, studying painting as well uh-huh. and I actually tried to do a study abroad in France oh. for a year and I, I I don't really remember what made me not do it but I was gonna go live with a family in the south of France and do this exchange program and paint for 10 months Maybe later. I know. Yeah. I <laughs> maybe think between I, two albums. Yeah, I have to get there. Yeah. That sounds like a between good... second and third, maybe. Mm-hmm. And um, did you grow up in a musical family? Um, my sister's musical. Um, my mom loves to sing. You know, I think everyone likes to sing, but not not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom has a lot of siblings, and you know, one of my aunts is an amazing folk artist. And oh, nice. Um, she's lovely. She lives up in Oregon. Um, but yeah, overall, it's not a huge. You know, I wasn't super around it. It was really Fidalgo Island and Anacortes and the music scene there that helped, like, really How is brought it? me in in a hug. The it's amazing. It's it's DIY. It's grungy. I was actually on my way here today. I was listening to Manieri. Do you know this band? No. Um, Manieri uh, is this guy Phil, and he grew up in the same area. And there's actually a mountain on. Fidalgo Island called Mount Erie. Oh. Um, but he's, yeah, he's fabulous. Carl Blau. I mean, so many informative bands and musicians for me are there. And there was this um, space in the center of town that was like, it's called the Department of Safety. And unfortunately, it's not there anymore. But it was every band traveling through, like, you know, Seattle to Bellingham or up to British Columbia would stop there and. They would let them stay there and give them food and there was a recording studio and it was, oh, li- it was nice. a really cool safe diy space and 
A real scene. A real scene. Oh, yeah, totally. Because we talk a lot about this on this podcast. Like, is there an actual scene in L.A.? You know, that's yeah, the question. That's a tough... That's tough. <laughs> <laughs> I think what I... You know, I've been doing this for two years. And now what I realized is that first I discovered there was micro scenes. Mm-hmm. And now I, I'm discovering that there are more than micro scenes. It's like little tribes. Mm-hmm. Like uh, friends that do things together. Yeah. And... Mm, like it's a small like a nucleus uh, definitely <laughs> yeah. yeah and uh, I think like like looking at your work and who you're collaborating with that you have that kind of family tribe here too right mm-hmm. yeah definitely especially and in the last few years it's really I think solidified more because you started solo mm-hmm. and you were doing everything on your own first mm-hmm. I mean it's yeah it's normal process yeah 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 kind of, yes mostly when the when i moved to los angeles the very next day i was in a studio recording with wonderful musicians session musicians um and it didn't end up working out that i re- like released that music and after that happened and transpired i think maybe i did four or five songs with them after that ended i I realized how frustrated I was that I didn't really have the verbiage and the know-how to express everything I wanted musically or... or to communicate to, to communicate, the musicians. Exactly, or even production-wise, mm-hmm. you know, I was still so new at that that I became a hermit for far too long and just learned Ableton and learned what I wanted my voice to sound like in recordings mm. and kind of the atmosphere of the music, you know, so and realize how I could make it on my own or at least a version of it on my own that Mm. could translate then to people and they could have a proper idea rather than just like these are the lyrics and this is a chord sheet Mm -hmm. you know I wanted I have a lot of ideas and sounds in my head that I hear when a music isn't like when a piece isn't finished and so to to find out how I could communicate that for me was huge Mm -hmm. and is this record is pity to love you know there's definitely a vision on this record and that's what struck me first like I, I'm listening to to it and I I could tell there is a lot of care on the production and on the spatial approach mm. of the instruments and your voice mm. and um, I really love that because a lot of indie bands you know it's a struggle to 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 be an indie musician and most of the time you'll spend your money just to get in the studio or if you can go in a studio and work with a producer, you'll record at home you're right. by yourself. And it's harder to get uh, like a, a finished product that sounds like finished, mm. accomplished. Mm-hmm. And I think you have that. And um, your, your album is, there's an amazing songwriting first, beautiful vocals. And what I love too is that you play with your voice like an instrument at t- most most of the time when there's harmonies like it's like layers mm. uh, it's o- almost like a thin you know that's what I felt anyway uh, totally and uh, I love that it's uh, every song is like a journey there's every single note has a purpose like in the drums the guitars the scenes the bass everything so congratulations right? <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> thank you so much I, I definitely you know, love using a voice as an instrument. Mm-hmm. It's so cool, and why wouldn't why yeah, wouldn't we? Exactly. It's amazing. So thank you. I really, really no, really. That. So I I love that approach of yours, and uh, uh, I'm wondering how you you process. What's your process 
until that moment where you finish the song in the studio with the other musicians. How did it start? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, do you start usually alone with a piano? Yeah, usually. I'd say it's kind of 50-50, the first 50 being it'll be me with piano or me with bass. Oh, that's right, you play bass too. Mm -hmm, yeah, or, you know, I have a Jupiter that has like preset beats and, uh -huh. <laughs> you know, so a lot of it is just kind of jamming and most of the time, actually, I mean, 95% of the time, I have all of the instrumental down, mm -hmm. no lyrics, no melody. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, and I'm, then, I'm a musician too, and um, it's hard for me to just do the instrumental first. Mm. I need the melody. Like, mm. I need a chord. Of course, I'm going to start with a chord progression, but I need to attach the melody right away, even if I'm singing gibberish, mm -hmm. like usually like fake English. Yeah, 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 of course. In French, we call it yogurt. Yeah, <laughs> yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. So I'm It's going like to be jargon. singing something like, Right upon the reason, style away. It sounds <laughs> yeah. English. It's right. not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is But then okay. you can add in the words that kind of have that same syllable and exactly. mouth sound exactly. once you find exactly. the lyrics. So I usually have my chord progression and start singing and when I something and usually it's the first mm -hmm. I, I, I can't do a chorus like right away I need to <laughs> get mm -hmm. into the vibe so it's um, it's very uh, interesting that you will lay down all the instrumental first yeah yeah at least the structure of the song for sure and sometimes it'll be yeah I have this song your way that's just a piano ballad really mm -hmm. it's piano and vocals for the most part and that is the one song that came out all together at the same time I think I was like, I was just playing maybe some of that chord structure and then happened happened to be recording. And I don't always have my recording set up going when I'm just kind of writing. And I didn't think I was even writing. Mm -hmm. I was really bummed out this night, you know, and thankfully hit record. And it just I, all came out. Pretty much and a you form kept song. It? You kept okay, the, yeah, you I kept think the there's like what... probably three words that I took out. And that's what we hear on the record? Uh, I redid the vocals. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. but, yeah. but it is, I mean, I almost didn't because it wow. was, I, yeah, it, I'm glad I did in the end. But I remember showing that to Sam and Sterling in the studio and we opened the song up and they're like, kind of looked at me scared, like, what are we going to do to this song? And I was like, <laughs> I think nothing, <laughs> you know, so. And it's a great song. Yeah, thank you. I, just, yeah. I love it. They, um, they added subliminal synths and sounds that I think kind of bring up, but half the time that I say that there's so this synths one on it. happened during the recording of the album? Yep. Oh, that's unusual. Yeah, that's the all, like really the only song I can think of that's ever happened wow. with. And um, I, I think I read somewhere that the recording process was, was very intense. Yeah, <laughs> well, it, it started out because we recorded in the pandemic, so everything was you know, remote for mm -hmm. the most part. Like I engineered and recorded all my own vocals and Sterling would do the drums in his studio and then Sam wow. would like send us bounces of the song. You know, it was really collaborative, collaborative, but we weren't with each other. And then um, a window of time opened up uh, just last year and we got in the studio for two weeks straight and it was like, it was intense in a good way. It was, you know, we'd get to the studio Yeah, high five <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> open open up a session and thankfully uh, you know it, especially in my writing and recording process before I take it to them I like to really build up my demos uh -huh. so the vibe is 
like you said, you want to there. Have... I want to translate what I want, and I mean, they added so much to the record. I can't, I can't even explain it. But it, we, we didn't have, we weren't starting from zero, right? Mm-hmm. We were starting from demos like that are yeah, and a, and a lot of the demos, we just actually all of the demos we just built off of mm. instead so you take of the session and you we take exactly yeah which is easier yeah and that's what i love about modern you know gear oh you it's can amazing really do a lot at home totally first. i do that too i i, I write my songs and straight away I'll open logic and write on mm-hmm. you know record the demo mm-hmm. and then build from that yeah and i think it's a, a good way to, to oh. do it the only problem is i work in ableton Sterling works in Pro Tools in Ableton <laughs> and Sam works in Logic. So every single day we would you would be like, you know, oh no. We would be working on a song, let's say we were working on Forget It and it, you know, we're in the studio doing more of the, you know, the big guitar sounds uh-huh. and synths and stuff like that that you hear on the song and then we'd just be using demo vocals. And then I'd go to my studio after we left Sam's studio, and then I'd go record the vocals and sleep because I was like, I can't, I can't possibly comp these <laughs> in a great state of mind. Wake up, have coffee, comp the vocals, bounce everything out, take them wow. to Sam, and then Sam drops it in his. It was it was amazing. I can't believe that we that, succeeded. <laughs> two weeks, and we got that amazing record. Two weeks, and then we got it done. Yeah. It was amazing. Wow. And how did you come to work with uh, Sterling and, and uh, Sam? Um, Sterling, I have known since I was 12. I was wondering if you were related. We're, we're married. Yeah. He, ah! yeah. <laughs> I saw you had the same last name. So I was yeah, like, everyone thinks we're siblings. Oh, it's great. Okay. It's like oh, we both amazing. have curly hair. Okay. Yeah, it, we're not the white stripes, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> never, we'll never do that. <laughs> I'm just gonna come clean now. <laughs> oh, wow, that's so cool. Yeah, and then Sam, mutual friends, and um, I, you know, when we started working on the record, I had approached. I was like talking to Sam, and we wanted to to try working together. Uh-huh. And so we worked on two songs, and then it, that was always, which was the first single, and this song called "Oceans of." Emotion, which I love too. Uh, thank you. I love all of them. So yeah. I'm keep, well, they keep all have that. such different personalities. Yes. So it's anytime someone's like, "What's your favorite song?" I just there's no way because I think the first time I listened to the record, it was uh, "Ocean of Emotions." Mm. It starts like with this green. So mean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, yeah, but I gave him those songs, and literally, we started working on them, and then lockdown happened, and so then it kind mm. of spread out, and then forget it was the third song I wrote for the record. And that was really when I realized I'm writing a record. You know, uh-huh. oh, we're going to make a record. Let's and work on this. fucking banger. <laughs> Thank this you. This song yeah. is fucking Thanks. amazing. The Thank groove you. and the, the way the synths plays with the guitars. It's like yeah. crazy. That's the wall of sound that Sam got uh, on the like, yes. Bah, bah, yes. is it very satisfying. And I know Sam because I, I, uh, I don't know him personally, mm. but I... I uh, I seen the Nightmare and the Cat. Yeah, oh yeah. About ten years ago, wow. playing in LA. Oh my God. My wife, who's the bass player of my band too. Uh-huh. See, oh, okay. All, all we keep it in the family. <laughs> <laughs> I think she she used to work with his dad. Oh great. Yes. Okay. So uh, they, they know each other. But you don't know Sam personally. 
I, a man name, they'll say hi. I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, great. But he's a great musician. Oh, and, my God. Um, he's a legend. His brother is an amazing singer. Too. Yes. And their sister is a singer, too, now. Yeah, right? Kaya. She's fabulous. And then they have another sister as well. Oh. Who is also, I don't know, are you releasing music? I'm not sure. But she, I've heard her <laughs> sing, and she's there. Everyone in that family is beyond talented. Another thing that I love about your record, and we're going to talk about Sterling now, is the drum sound. Mm. Oh my fucking gosh. This made the difference for me because in your genre, I don't want to reduce your music at all, but in that like indie, pop rock, Mm -hmm. atmospheric genre, most of the time it's not real drums you hear. Mm -hmm. You'll hear more electronic beats, and that's great. I love it too. But what I loved is that you, you had that raw approach on the drums and uh, that it just sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's like real, uh, I want the same uh, drum sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know someone that knows him, so. <laughs> um, no, he's, he's an absolute beast. It's so, you know, because we've known each other for so long, he's been playing drums since I think he was nine. Oh, wow. Um, he... Yeah, he's amazing, and anyone that I know or meet that doesn't know Sterling, you know, they'll be like, oh, you know, what's your partner do? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's a drummer, and they're like, oh, drummers. And I'm like, no, 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 he's a good drummer. He's <laughs> the best drummer. They're like, yeah, Julia, sure, I'm sure he is. And then I love getting to see people see him play for the first time. And 100% of the time, people come up to me, and they're like, do you have oh, I get it. Coming? <laughs> um Yes, I do have a show in, in, a, in a week and a half, but it's I'm doing a stripped down like hybrid set. He he's gonna be out of town, but um, so no drums. I well, I'm doing. I'm gonna be playing with the drum machine. We're not coming. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everything everything you just said about my music is I'm doing no, the opposite. It means I have to come several times. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so where is that happening? Um, that's over, um, that's in Ontario, California, actually. Okay, so. Doing um, like a summer night's opening for John Waite. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that song Missing You from the uh-huh. 80s. Yeah, 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 yeah. Total tune. What? I think Tina made it famous. Uh-huh. Tina Turner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, I think so. I, I don't think, know. yeah. I don't want to sound stupid right No, now. I did Google it. Because <laughs> I was, I was talking with a friend and she was like, oh, that's Tina's turn. That's Tina Turner's song. And I was like, oh. No, I think, surely it must be John's. That's how I Google it. It is John's song. Um, I'm really excited for that. That'll be a ton of fun. Um, and it's cool to to take the record and play it in different iterations live, yeah. you know? it's It has so many different personalities. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we played. I played a full band show on the 30th, a record release yeah, show. Yeah, I wanted to come. It was my birthday. Oh, happy birthday. What oh, a great day, you. September 30th. I mean, it was October 1st, but we were oh, like, that's partying funny. on the 30th. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> October 1st, then bad, right? No, no, yeah, great. Okay. We okay. love October 1st. <laughs> I'll, I'll worry for a second. Uh, no, gold Digger, right? At Gold Diggers, yep, gold in diggers. Hollywood. Oh, nice. And uh, how, how was it? It was so fun. Oh, I mean, awesome. it... it I tried not to have a lot of expectations. I wasn't sure, you know, who would come or whatever. But um, I actually shared the night with my friend Charlie Damsky, who put out a record the same day. So it was a co-record release show. Oh, that's amazing. I got to play in his set, and then I played my set afterwards. And it was the room was packed, and it was a lot of faces that I haven't seen in a long time, and a lot of new faces. And, man, it was... It took me a few days to calm down off that. It was really, it was really, really wonderful. Do you have any tour plans? 
I, um, I have a few shows uh, in the wings in LA coming up that haven't been confirmed yet, but I'm I'm trying to get on a tour for next year. But so far, so far, nothing's solidified. How's your situation, like, label-wise? Uh... Everything um, I've done independently. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's great. Thank you. <laughs> Keep doing that. Yeah, no, I mean... <laughs> I love control, <laughs> uh, but also I would love help. <laughs> you know, it's a it's a juxtaposition. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so far I've done everything independently, which is so amazing because for this record I had such a clear vision. It's like down to the artwork. I mean, my friend Ryan, I'd follow followed his art online for a long time, and he posted this piece, and I remember flagging it and being like, "This is." what the record sounds like in my head like this is i'm looking at what it sounds like and so i reached out to him when i was getting closer to finishing the record you know being like could i maybe commission you to do a piece or whatever and he's like oh you know yeah what kind of what are you thinking and i sent him that piece and Mm -hmm. he was like i I haven't sold that you can take it and use it and i was like yeah (laughs) you know because it's when you fall in love with something and then someone's like i'll change it you know it I was so worried that obviously anything he was going to do was amazing, but mm-hmm. I get I get demoitis with everything, whether that's art or visuals or demos, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, so it was amazing to use that piece. And then my friend Alex sends it, you know, through a TV screen and fucks it up. And yeah. it's, I mean, yeah. So everything it was nice to have a hand in everything and not have someone tell me like you can't do that yeah. you know <laughs> yeah, exactly you, you have the control over everything and, yeah and it seems like you curate everything like very properly and then oh, thank you. Um, I mean just looking at your Instagram it shows even if you're gonna post like a video from a a show or a teaser it's always like uh, yeah in the mood of the record and thank you alex she's, <laughs> she's amazing <laughs> it's a good job on that part i thank think you, you have everything to become a, a great successful artist oh, thank That's you what I think. yeah and uh, it's really it has to do with who's around and i'm working with too you know i couldn't do it with without sam sterling and alex and ryan and you know mike that makes it yeah everyone just plays such a big wonderful part that makes it what it is i can't take the credit not all of it <laughs> yeah but you uh, have also your talent and uh, this talent attracts talented people sure yeah and um you've been uh, working with matt uh berninger mm-hmm. from the national mm-hmm. you're the only person that i've heard pronounce his last name correctly yeah <laughs> the french guy take that <laughs> how would you say that in french would it be berninger Be- berninger oh. mm-hmm. <laughs> it would sound like that yeah <laughs> And uh, you did a cover of Tom Petty and Resonator mm-hmm. was also on that song. Mm-hmm. And how did that happen? How did you get to collaborate with... Uh... But so, we, I mean, we became friends. We had some mutual friends. And um, after I put out my first EP, Velvet, in 2020 time, this is like coming back. I'm like, I don't know. What year was that? 2015? Um, in 2020, um, we got connected through mutual friends and... Um, and when things started opening back up and he put his record out, he reached out asking if we would, you know, work on the Serpentine Prison wow. promo with him. So cool. So playing live, basically? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, wow. it was really That's special. So, cool. so you played the bass? Um, no, I was just singing, actually, singing. for these. Yep. I have to check that out. Um, it's great. We did a few late nights. And then um, one song on his record is uh, a duet with 
Gail and Dorsey. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. David Bowie. Legend. And, and, and a legend in her own right. Oh too. my god, I know. She's she's fabulous. And I saw her perform last night. No, summer in you France. didn't. She was performing with one of the most famous French artists. <sighs> uh, M, that's his name, Mathieu Chedid. And she was playing the, the bass uh, live and she sang fucking um, Life on Mars mm. during that show. And I was That's like, That's crazy. Oh my fucking god. She's a legend. First, it's my favorite song ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and knowing that she was on stage with Bowie performing this for during tours, oh. and she collaborated with him. So. You're very lucky that you saw that. Oh. That's really cool. Yeah. So you know, she's yes. amazing. Yes. She's like amazing. Goddess. And uh, I was tasked with singing that duet live. And I was terrified oh. because <laughs> we, I can't like she's Gail and Dorsey like, oh my God. Um, so I came at it from a different approach you uh-huh. know I had yeah. to because Smart. there's no Smart. there's no <laughs> like yeah I can't do that um, so we did that duet and that came out it was a video really beautiful setting um, and then Resonator who is this woman, Alison Tavel, who is an amazing human being, um, really inspirational, reached out to Matt and I asking if we would do a Tom Petty cover. So she, um, her dad passed away when she was a baby. And as she grew up, she found this synthesizer in her attic um, that she then found out was her dad's invention. So she's, oh, wow. she's making a documentary um, and it's, Oh my god. I need to talk to her. It's amazing. And sh- so she's resurrecting her dad's synthesizer and, you know, so many musicians knew about it, worked with it. Like it's it's amazing. Anyways, she was doing a Tom Petty cover series. So she did three songs. Asked if we would do a duet of Only a Broken Heart. Wow. And we did. It was so fun and, you know, it's only all of the music is only from the resonator. So uh, the, you know, you can play single notes through it only mm-hmm. so any any multiple stuff, it's like all layering wow. it's really intentional um her and her partner matt produced it and i mean yeah that was so much fun i'm gonna listen to that again yeah with that in mind now. yeah exactly i mean it's she, she her mind and you know the way she's approaching this is really really special so it was amazing to be a part of that that's that's pretty awesome yeah totally you get to collaborate with uh, tons of amazing people oh yeah so what's next for you i mean i'm working on the second record i'm probably halfway through writing um and i'm still promoting the first one you know trying to book shows and get on a tour um so my brain is kind of asking me why i'm trying to be creative and also trying to still do admin you know it's like hard for me to do both but um it's good i'm like letting my admin type a personality come out when it needs to and then letting my creative type b come out when it needs to so it can be hard to like uh compart compartmentalize yeah yeah it's great compartmentalize okay (laughs) like yeah when you're in a mood Mm -hmm. like um i i feel that a lot because i'm doing this Mm -hmm. (laughs) podcast yeah I'm trying to write a new record for my band too right nice. now and like this week I tried 
for two days to just get in the creative mood and just couldn't. Yeah. Because I was just doing other stuff. Yeah. And then suddenly I have like, I know I have two days where I can focus on that. And I was like, ah, it's not coming. Do you doom scroll? What? Do you uh, like scroll on social media? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking did that for two days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I really, that's what I've been doing for the last two weeks, unfortunately. <laughs> and it feels really bad. And yeah, it it's awful. Guilty. Yeah. Because also when you're um, indie musicians, you have to like have like a retro calendar. Mm -hmm. Like in your mind, you need. If I want this record released in 2024, I need right. to be done writing this by next week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> so the pressure of doing that, knowing that your, you know, your time is like very, uh, uh, timeline is very thin. Mm -hmm. It's. I think sometimes you put too much pressure pressure on yourself and. Yeah. Fortunately, during August, I was like, I'm just gonna do writing, and that which I did, and it went really well. But Good. at the end of the month, I listened to everything I've done. I was like, I think I have like 90% of the record, and then I kept only three songs. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. You let it breathe for a second, and then you're like, damn it, it's not it. Do you, do you like uh, scrap a lot of songs too, or do you like record everything you have? I, re well, I have since making this record, and the reason some of these songs came about is simply because I was like just recording something I didn't think was important. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't record everything, at least voice memo, you know, on my yeah. phone. But I, I, I do record a lot. And then it'll stay like a 30 second blip for life and I'll never mm -hmm. touch it again. But at least to have it. Mm -hmm. And the names, I, I mean... I have one working right now that's called Bass Lickin' Good. And I just, like, I have no idea what that means. And I can never remember what it sounds like because it doesn't sound like the song at all, you know. So the working titles, I need to I need to help myself with that a little more. <laughs> but, when do you uh, get into the lyrics? Cause you... Yeah, I mean, uh, what I really like doing is when the music is kind of set and all there, um, I go into the vocal booth and loop it. Uh -huh. And then kind of like what you're saying when you write, you're ad-libbing whether uh -huh. or not it's real words and a melody so then I'm I'm toying sometimes I'll just hum or sing and then sometimes it'll be gibberish and I'm singing melodies and then the song or the section starts again and I'll either <clears throat> kind of vamp on what I liked from it mm -hmm. or try something completely different um, that's the Ableton loop yeah <laughs> god bless Ableton now that they have that feature <laughs> Um, and now they have um, the playlisting and, you know, you can, when you loop it, it just automatically goes right directly below it and you can just yeah. highlight what part, oh my god, I it's, do a, that in Logic too. it's a game changer. They just added it to 11, I think. Oh, that's so, great. So. And even when you're like tracking for real, like, mm -hmm. and then it's good that you can like... You just make, listen through all the takes. Yes, and, and then take whichever mm -hmm. part of the word you like. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> it's, it's amazing, the technology. I can't would love to record to tape one day but also i'm terrified i did that did you yeah oh, because wow. i'm old and yeah I, no 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 <laughs> old got, school maybe but oh yeah i forgot that yeah word. yeah I'm, old school. I'm, I'm a vintage guy right you know? so back in the early 2000 i guess i was uh in france and uh, there was this guy who had a all analog studio and i was working with a punk band at the time from my hometown and he was like this drunk, drunk grumpy guy. <laughs> and there Sounds was right. dust <laughs> everywhere. And his um, studio was in uh, in the middle of the 
how do you say that? Vineyard? The vineyard, yeah. Vineyard. Mm-hmm. So I have a hard time with this word because... Well, because vine yeah. and then yard. Vineyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vigne. It's a French word. Mm-hmm. I'm so stupid Please. sometimes. So it was like just uh, this fabulous uh, experience of getting lost in the wine region and just mm-hmm. recording punk rock to tape. That's <laughs> mad. <laughs> and then he, the way he was mixing it, it was like plugging guitar pedal, delays and reverb. And that's how it got the reverb on the vocals, for wow. example. Wow. <laughs> Not stressful at all. No, no. So I God. have some concerns with the final mix. But... Uh, it was great, and the second time I used analog, it was uh, here in Joshua Tree. Mm. Do you know the Rancho de la Luna studio? Haven't been. It's uh, so that wasn't there, but it, this part is important because this studio is the um, Dave Dave Catching studio, who's in the Eagles of the Death Metal, mm-hmm. and um, you, the you know all the desert sessions from Queens of Stone Age that yeah. were recorded there. Oh wow! And in the back of that studio, Rancho de la Luna, there's Back of the Moon, which is another studio like um, the Tony Mason runs it's basically his house <laughs> mm-hmm. wow <laughs> and same thing he only has like tapes tape and recording dusty vintage gear and same same concept with mixing like cool. blasting some reverb like you know, just playing play uh, on the recorder and just blasting some <laughs> so totally. we did that like uh, about eight years ago and I love just the warmth of it mm-hmm. and I would be like curious to see how your music sounds yeah with this. oh like mm-hmm. yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. totally yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm getting vinyl pressed and I just oh, got my nice. test pressings and it was like oh that crackle you know you just want to like get wrapped in oh, the crackle yeah. it's, it's so nice best. we yeah. had to do vinyls too for a little <clears throat> album last year it's like yeah you know my most possessed uh my prize possession yeah. that I have, but it's in my living room now. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> On the wall. Yeah. So, um, who makes the record? Because it's amazing. Uh, uh, so Mike Davis, um, he's up in Seattle. He makes songs one to eight, and then Sam actually makes songs nine and ten. Wow! Wow! Um, Great job. Yeah, totally. They're they're awesome. Mike is actually one of the guys that we grew up like going to shows seeing and stuff he has this band called sea cats that we were always like you know sterling's band would play with his band and i would like be there (laughs) watching and stuff and um he's an amazing musician and mix engineer and producer as well so to have him mix the record was really cool and I got to go up to Seattle and finish mixing it there, which oh. was really full so- circle for me. Oh, that's amazing. Um, Back home. Yeah, it was really, really lovely. So props nice. to you, Mike. You think it seems you have like a really great team around you. So yeah, yeah. And you're very thankful. That's very It was cool. It was like the right people at all the right time. Stepped you know in. what we're going to do? I'll, I did that with Attaboy too. They were mentioning so many talented people that I ended up doing, doing a playlist like Attaboy's family playlist. Uh, uh-huh. well, I want to do that with you too. Oh, great! All the people that are working around you and totally. in your universe. It'll be that will be you very know, sick. sense of community. Yeah, <laughs> tribe. Yeah, absolutely. Your tribe, Romboy's tribe. That's going to be the name of the playlist. Cheers, cheers to that. Thank you so much, Julia, for sharing all of this. I'm uh, in love with your record. I cannot say it too many times. Uh, and um, you're gonna play a song live for us, mm-hmm. and that's. Yeah. Just a dream come true for Hanging On Sunset. Ever since we started this podcast during the pandemic, of course, it's a pandemic project. <laughs> <laughs> Every good thing is a pandemic project now. <laughs> yeah. 
So uh, I wanted to add live music to it, and we're finally doing this. So what is the song you're going to play for us? I'm going to do Your Way. Yes, I knew it. I yeah. mean, it makes sense. Yeah. The piano song. Gotta, gotta <laughs> kill him with sadness, you know? Cool. Didn't you post today a cry day? Yes. So this is, I was like, oh, it's fitting. I have to, I have to do the I sad have this song. this playlist, new music, cry day. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> Every two weeks I post this, and then I have, like, banger Fridays with yeah. more, like, a like more edgier stuff but yeah yeah and, um, all right well thank, thank you, so, you much. so much for having me and uh, so fun. we'll see you live soon yeah cheers thank you thank you all right stay with me because now we're about to listen to oceans of emotion from romboy's debut album and right after that, we're going to listen to Your Way, a wonderful stripped down version she did live in our studio at Hanging On Sunset.